Hello, I'm Jennifer Malachi, one of your hosts of the Dressage Today podcast. An exciting part of our job at Dressage Today is getting the opportunity to witness training from some of the world's top experts. The New England Dressage Association, also known as NIDA, is the largest single chapter group member organization of the United States Dressage Federation. Each year, they give us a chance in the fall to witness some of these wonderful experts. With a mission to promote and support the sport of dressage to the equestrian community, NIDA hosts an annual symposium that is always a top educational event of the season. Since 1974, NIDA has welcomed top clinicians from around the world, bringing their teaching philosophies and training techniques to riders and auditors in the Northeast region and beyond. Some auditors have come from as far as Ireland to attend a symposium. Past experts include U.S. Olympian Stefan Peters, Finland's Kira Kirkland, Germany's Ingrid Klimka, and Great Britain's Carl Hester and Charlotte Dujardin. This year, Nita brings Germany's two-time Olympian Dorothy Schneider to the host location of Mount Holyoke College Equestrian Center in Massachusetts. We had a chance to sit down with Nita's current president, Phyllis LeBlanc, and Nita's tip-of-the-hat newsletter editor and education committee member, Angela Prenisil, to discuss the history of Nita and the success behind the annual symposium. With more than 20 years of Nita knowledge between these two women, we get a good look at what it takes to host clinicians of this caliber year after year and hear some of the most memorable moments they've experienced. We hope you enjoy. Hey there, I'm Jennifer Malachi. And I'm Lindsay Paulson. We're the hosts of the Dressage Today podcast, where you can find us talking about anything and everything dressage related. Our conversations span the world of dressage, from leading riders to local level dressage heroes. We're talking training advice, horse care tips, and stories to inspire your own dressage journey. Tune in, then tack up. This is Jennifer Malachi with Dressage Today. I'm here with Phyllis LeBlanc, Nita's president, and Angela Prenisil, who handles Nita's newsletter. She's the newsletter editor and also sits on the education committee. Ladies, thank you for joining me today. Um, I thought maybe we could get started just if you can each tell me a little bit about your background and your equestrian background and how you got started with Nita. Phyllis, we'll start with you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've ridden dressage for close to 40 years now. Wouldn't you think I'd be a little better at it by now? Um, But I competed my last horse, Chiron, through fourth level, and I got halfway to my silver medal before I retired him six years ago. I took a break, and I rode a lovely retired dressage horse out on the trails for several years, And I'm excited to have just started to take some dressage lessons again, but I'm a little worried because I've never been very good at limiting my immersion once I get started in dressage. So it's a scary path. Uh, Professionally, I own Harbor Sweets, which is a New England-based gift chocolate company. When I was in grad school, I wrote a business plan and created Dark Horse Chocolates. And Dark Horse Chocolates has been a wonderful way to combine my passion for horses with my profession. We're a nationally recognized brand, and it still gives me a thrill when I see the top riders in the country on our customer list. Yeah, that's really exciting. And your chocolates are fantastic. We've all indulged in them, and they're fantastic. Um, How did you get involved with Nita? Well, that's an interesting story. I was... um, 
I was initially a sponsor with my company, Dark Horse Chocolates, and there was a problem with my sponsorship one year. And I called the folks at Nita and I, you know, said, this is, this has been challenging. How can we do it better? And they said, well, maybe you'd like to help us with sponsorship. And they reeled me in. Before I knew it, I was, oh, Angela was a part of that too. She was one of the people that reeled me in, but I was, um, then heading sponsorship, and next I became VP of services, and for the last three years I've been the president of NIDA. So it's been a wonderful experience and a great group of folks to work with. How many years has that been? Fifteen years now, so it's been quite a stretch. That's fantastic. Angela, can you tell us a little bit about your equestrian background and then how you got started with NIDA? Sure, Jennifer. Uh, my equestrian background, um, I've also been riding for approximately 40 years, and I started as soon as I could drive myself to lessons, and I've never looked back. I've owned and leased quite a few horses through the year, years, and finally had the pleasure to have one from scratch, uh, my latest. Um, I got her when she was eight months old, and I've enjoyed starting and training her as my all-around good partner. Uh, her name is Dina. She's a seven-year-old Oldenburg mare, and we enjoy dressage training with weekly lessons and monthly clinics. I also do trail riding, natural horsemanship with her, and I even took a stab at cow cutting with my dressage horse this summer, so that was kind of fun. And as far as Nita, I've been a member since around 1990, and I started to get involved with education when Nita hosted the USDF instructor certification and the workshops. I was the demo writer coordinator, and then eventually I became the education coordinator for NIDA in 2008, and I've since switched over to the editor of NIDA's Tip of the Hat newsletter, um, and I've been doing that since 2015. You both have, you both have so much background and knowledge with Nita. It's a lot of years. That's fantastic. With your youngster, I'm just curious, did you say this was the first time that you've started a baby and this was your first? Yeah, it's it's the first time I've had like one right right from the start. You know, I've always had older horses and I always wanted to do it. And I said, I better do it now before I get too old. So I figure I'll be 60 by the time my horse is 10. So I kind of went went from there and is my last ditch effort to try it. So it's been going really well. It's been a really easy horse. So I've been happy. That's exciting. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so Nita has been hosting the annual symposium for, I guess, Phyllis, if you want to let me know how many years um, the symposium, you may have said this, but how many years it's been going on. And there used to be two symposiums a year, correct? And now it's down to just the one. If you could tell us a little bit about that. Sure. We have records going back as far as 1974 hosting Colonel Hans Wilkna, director of the National Riding School of Stockholm, Sweden, who came out for two weeks at a time, and that lasted for 10 years. And the symposiums have evolved since then into um, we were doing two a year, as you said, in the spring and the fall, and found, just found it challenging to continue to get good clinicians and the attendance um, at two symposia. So we decided to go down to just one and make it the featured event of the educational year, which is what we've been doing for the last 
several years. And Angela, you've been involved right from the start, correct, with the symposiums? Not exactly. I think I've been doing them since probably early 2000s. So the last, I don't know, I did them for about 10 or 15 years, was involved in one way or the other. And they just keep getting passed on to the next group of people. But we've had a bunch of great people, which I'm sure we can mention later on. It's quite an achievement for an equestrian organization, um, a GMO, to be hosting an event like of this caliber for so many years. I mean, that's really pretty impressive. What's the secret behind Nita's success? I'll take this one. Um, I think incredibly dedicated volunteers and board members who every year go above and beyond in making our educational events top-notch. Also, changing with the times and the demands of the equestrian community and our members. Um, we're dedicated to bringing, bringing in clinicians that haven't been available to our area, and we encourage the other Region 8 GMOs to host events on a smaller scale to, to fill the gaps in throughout the years. Um, we do that with our partners in education program. Phyllis, did you want to add anything to that? No. <laughs> no, Angela did it. Yeah. <laughs> Angela has a long history with education and has done a brilliant job, so I don't think there's anything that I can add to her experience. That's excellent. Um, the, you know, some of the more notable, memorable clinicians um, and experts that Nita has hosted over the years, can you tell us, can you both share with us a little bit about that? Um, there's a whole bunch, and I've, I'm sure I've forgotten some, but just off the top of my head, uh, Ingrid Klimka, Klaus Balkenhall came with Ger Dr. Gerd Koishman, Kira Kirkland. It took us forever to get Kira. I think seven years we tried, and so we finally got her, and we were so excited. Uh, Carl Hester, he was another one that we wanted even before he was like, you know, a household name. So um, that worked out great. Charlotte Dujardin last year. We've had Stefan Peters with Janet Foy. We've also had him again with his wife, Shannon, which was a really, really fun mix. Ula Salskaber, Anki Van Grunsven, Debbie McDonald, uh, Ashley Holzer came with Stephen Clark, um, Huberta Schmidt, and Robert Dover, just to mention a few. That's an incredible list. I mean, and you have attended all of these. You're shaking your head yes. And that is just the knowledge that you have gained from all of those is, is just, I'm sure, pretty fantastic. Um, what would you say, and maybe this just goes in, hand in hand with how you folks have organized your symposiums with the incredible volunteers, but how do you get such accomplished um, experts here year after year. That's That in itself, I imagine, is quite a task. It is very challenging, but I think it's a lot like, uh, like a lot of things in business. There's a network in the equestrian industry, just like every other industry, whether it's judges, trainers, vendors, or students, word travels. And if you treat people well and fairly, they tell others in their network. So in addition, Nita has always strived not to bring in just the biggest names, but trainers who are classical and correct in their training in order to provide the very best in education for our membership in the dressage community. So I think it's a lot of the network and the people spreading the word that this is a good organization to work with. Yeah, I think that, you know, in anything we do is so important when we have 
something that, you know, people are recognized as being top notch and also correct, you know, in this sport that's so important. And that's why Dressage Today has always enjoyed being aligned with, with you folks because it's, that's how we feel as well. Um, so this weekend you have Dorothy Schneider, um, the German Olympian who, and this is her first time teaching in the States, correct? So yeah, how, how did that come about and how excited are you both for that? We are absolutely thrilled to have Dorothy here. She has a long history of making her own champion horses, so has the ability to share her training expertise with our members at every level of riding. She also operates a huge breeding establishment, so there's a real depth of knowledge of her dressage background and training that she can share with everyone. And she's been nipping at the heels of Isabel Worth for quite some time. And Isabel has long been regarded as the top rider in the world. And just this summer, Dorothy claimed the gold medal at the German Championships, triumphing over Isabel. And their rivalry is really becoming legendary in the sport, as evidenced by their show-stopping Grand Prix freestyle that was at the recent CDI five-star in Aachen, where Worth edged out Dorothy by just 2%, and they both scored over 80%. And I just learned at lunch that this is um, only one of two symposium clinics that uh, Dorothy is doing this year. The other one is in France, so we're very fortunate to have her. She has such a heavy competition schedule that she really doesn't have time to do a lot of these, so it's truly an honor to have her with us. That's really, really exciting for her to take the time to come here, like you said, and just to have two in a year's time, and we're honored as well to be here and be able to experience this. This is really exciting. Um and you may have touched upon this a little bit, but just stepping back, um, what has changed from the first symposium that was hosted by Nita to today? What are some of the biggest changes? The biggest change that we've seen is access to education. Dressage has grown so much in popularity since the early days of Nita, and it's now much more common for trainers in the U.S. to bring over respected clinicians from Europe. And they're giving more people access to education at a more local level. Technology has also had a huge impact on education. And now people can sit at home and watch training online, as you well know. Um, I think they're very different experiences. But if you're not able to attend a symposia like this, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to get education in your own time at your own pace. So it's it's been a real evolution um, in the training world in dressage. Just wrapping things up, there have to be some really wonderful stories over all of these years with these wonderful people that you have hosted and had the the uh, wonderful experience to watch them. Can you both share some of your favorite memories or some funny times that have happened in the past? I'll take this first because Angela has the best stories, but um, we had a great time when Ingrid Klimka and Ina Gossmeyer were visiting from Germany and they spent a couple of extra days touring the area and they actually came to visit my chocolate factory. 
And they had envisioned, you know, Germany is excels in uh, manufacturing. And I think they were thinking they were going to visit, you know, the Mercedes-Benz factory or something. And here were this little brick building with people hand-making chocolate, and they just loved it. They had such a good time. And we sent an awful lot of chocolate back to Germany. So it was really fun. I also have a story about Ingrid Klimka and Dr. Ina Gosmeyer um, shopping in Northampton, which is a local town near where we are today. Um, we had so much fun. Uh, Ingrid ended up going home with a nice pair of blingy jeans, and we had so many laughs. I have to say she was my personal favorite clinician for many reasons. Um, she just gave her all to the riders and the auditors and was so enthusiastic, and everything from her comes straight from her heart with integrity. You can just see it. And it's really no wonder she's been extremely successful in both eventing and at the Olympic uh, level. Another good one is when Anki Ron Grunsman was here in 2004. We had planned to launch Anki's new equestrian clothing line. And we had models all lined up and a fashion show planned for the weekend. But U.S. Customs wouldn't let her boxes of clothes through. So they were stuck in Boston. And we were all panicking. And she was having a fit. We were all like, what are we going to do? And someone on the crew, and I wish I could remember who that person was, had a connection to Ann Romney, who was at the time the governor of Massachusetts, Mitt Romney's lovely wife, and she's a fellow dressage enthusiast. So she was called, and we explained our situation, and lo and, lo and behold, the clothes were released from customs, and the show went on. It was really cool. <laughs> Wow, that's an incredible story. It's good It's good to know people in, in high places, dressage people and, and politicians sometimes, I guess. <laughs> um, thank you both so much for taking the time to sit with us today and for, you know, letting us be a part of this, um, this weekend, which is going to be phenomenal. And any of the symposiums we've attended have been great. So we're looking forward to this weekend as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate all your support. Um, you're an important part of the dressage community, and it's great that we can have you here with us. Thank you very much. If you want to learn more tips for auditing clinics or read more articles from Nita Symposia in the past, please visit dressagetoday.com. You can also watch the videos from Nita's Symposium with Dorothy at Dressage Today's on-demand video subscription site, dressagetodayonline.com. Thanks for listening to the Dressage Today podcast. You can learn more from Dressage Today and read in-depth training articles at dressagetoday.com, or you can visit our new on-demand video site, dressagetodayonline.com. And for daily dressage training tips and advice, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Happy riding! The Dressage Today podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Active Interest Media and the Equine Network.